Welcome back to We Are Live. You missed last hour. A bunch of great OJ talk. Mm-hmm. Cutting commentary. Good mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. all around today. <laughs> we've got Fair <laughs> Foul coming up. Be sure you uh, get your segments in. We've already got some Twitter submissions, actually, which we'll go to today. Uh, Fair Foul, a prank TV show about screwing people, screwing with people trying to find work. Uh, email wall at weareliveradio.com. You can win $10 at Southtown Pub, which you could use this Thursday. That's right. Southtown Pub will feature uh, young Tommy Mosslander opening up the show. Weather. Free Comedy Thursday. Meredith Hopping, Larry Green, Chris Sear, your headliner. Going to be another oh, great night. Great. Karaoke after. Uh, this will be a very fun show. These are very capable, funny, and talented comedians. Uh, I believe our buddy Tom is going to do a guest Tom spot Brown, yeah. as well. So shout out to Tom for jumping on. He was going to do a show last week, and uh, we got him back in. So good to uh, good to get that out there. want to say thanks to everybody who supported us all the way through. Talked to Sam at Southtown yesterday. They just had a, uh, a wind down from the, uh, the incredible Stanley Cup support. And uh, I know a lot of the people that listen and watch this show go to Southtown and hang out. So, again, big thanks to everybody for supporting those who support us. Travis, what's happening in New York? He's drinking. <laughs> you didn't have to blow up the spot uh no um new okay, york is on, kind of an overcast day in new york today but i'm excited <laughs> about um I'm, I'm nearing the finish line to the fellowship yesterday was the uh we kind of got a little bit more details as to uh, how the fellowship will ultimately go the rest of the way and so uh, uh, your boy is going to meet with what the kids call a talent manager next week. And wow. he's going to, uh, we learned that apparently our scripts are going to be read by actual actors uh, in front Maybe. of an audience. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be like a table read and there's going to be actual actors and comedians that are going to be reading our scripts. So that's a cool thing I was not aware of uh, in really, regards to the fellowship awesome. and yeah, it, it, that, that one took a lot of us all by surprise. We weren't aware of that actually happening, so we learned that yesterday. And so uh, it's been a lot of fun. We got a chance to meet uh, one of the head writers of Adventure Time, which is an incredibly oh. popular show. Mm-hmm, very yeah. uh, popular animated show. And so uh, it's it's been a, a whirlwind, honestly, the last week or so, meeting some very impressive people within the industry. And uh, things are going very well here in New York. Uh, besides me being poor and Living off beer and ramen noodles. Other than that, everything's going great. That's put the beer in the ramen? Fair question. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's not how it lasts for the entire day, so you're not hungry later on. Yeah. My carbs there. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> when do you find out if uh, if you're one of the chosen? Uh, that will take place in, uh, I think that we will find that out in about three weeks, three to four weeks. So... Um, you met Pendleton Ward then? Uh, no, I met one of his other writers, oh, okay, okay. Uh, Tim. Mc- yeah, Tim okay. McCowan. Yeah, it's um, such a great show. And it is a very good show, and that's the kind of the cool thing. Like, um, a lot of the people that work in children's media, uh, they of course have backgrounds in other mediums, and so to know a lot of these folks come from. Some folks have written on Fallon. Some folks have written on SNL. Like, they have various backgrounds. And they're involved in children's media. And I didn't realize the children's media world was so small, I guess. Um, so that's the the cool thing about this fellowship. You, you'll have the opportunity to truly present your work 
and actually have your work ready for television because uh, the community is so small. So it's been pretty enjoyable to meet people from all walks that have had writing careers at other projects that I've enjoyed over time. That's, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Tommy approves. And I met Courtney I, Kemp. Courtney Kemp. Courtney Kemp. I don't think I don't know if you guys are familiar Sean's with Courtney brother. Kemp. Uh, sh- not at all. Uh, but Courtney cousin. Kemp is. She's <laughs> she's basically one of. I'm not exaggerating here. I think one of nine African American showrunners on television, and that includes Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. Uh, so she's that very, 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 very small number of uh, black writers who actually run their own writer's room. And she, of course, is the showrunner for the hit show on Stars, Power, starring Omari Hardwick and 150 Cent. So I had an opportunity to meet her. So it's been a very cool experience being in New York, coming across people that uh, you watch their work all the time and then you look up and you're having a conversation with them. So New York has been pretty cool in that regard. Do you feel comfortable in Brooklyn now? I do. Yeah. I, I say this, I, I, at Brooklyn, I, I, you know how I don't, you're, my parents used to always talk about how bustling St. Louis used to be in the 70s and how it was just a hub for so many things, so many great events. And I feel like that's what Brooklyn is, is St. Louis in the 70s and that there's so much going on. There are so many people moving and going. There's a community vibe to it. I, I really like Brooklyn. I try not to oversell it because I do sound like an elitist when I come on the show and talk about it. But it's it's a beautiful city and it's it's a lot going on. And you can understand why so pe- so many people move here uh, because I, I said this to some people who are natives here. I was like, I feel like every day is something new. And I feel like you can have that experience for a very long time where you can wake up and do something new in just Brooklyn. We're not yeah. even talking about all of New York. So that's the cool thing about this city. You guys would absolutely love it. I, I, uh, I kid you not. Gardner, you would eat it up. No doubt about it. I like an urban setting that has that bustling <laughs> feeling that has, you mm-hmm. know, that pedestrian feel to it as well in the neighborhood. But also, like you said, there's mm-hmm. a sense of community within it. It's not like it's just everything's in complete chaos, that there's actually an no. investment in it as well. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind, you know, that's a that's a good feeling. That's a, a comforting it, and it is it just even around where I currently live, it's it's fascinating. I will go to the bodegas and people know each other by their first name. No, like no matter where I walk throughout mm-hmm. the community, people know each other, they're talking to each other on the street. That's very unique. Even people when they're on trains and you know, you have a similar travel schedule as everyone else. So people who are on the trains, they say hello to each other and they're talking to each other. So I, I don't know what the 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 perception is necessarily of Brooklyn uh, for folks who don't live here or have never lived here before. But I think if you are a young adult uh, in the middle of your career and there's the idea of you starting a family, I think Brooklyn would be the city where I would begin because there's so much culture, there's so much to do, and there is a true sense of community. That's one thing that has taken me by surprise. Travis Rell, live from Brooklyn, everybody. Very uh, exciting to hear, and uh, I can't. I, and I yes, tell Tommy, people, I'm drinking. Brought to you by <laughs> Brooklyn Pilsner, <laughs> official sponsor of Travis on Beer Live. <laughs> Brooklyn Pilsner, get your liver powder coated today. Uh huh. <laughs> Are they giving you like a free six pack? You tell them, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll put you on the podcast. Throw me a sixer here. They're like. And their answer was, 
you live in Brooklyn and you work on a podcast? <laughs> are you are you also selling drugs on the side, sir? Bless yeah, that's, hope there's that's what more a lot of people it. ask me too. <laughs> What's the, how does Travis? Couldn't hurt. <laughs> Could not hurt. Uh, I will say, uh, if I have to tell one more person earnestly that I'm like, but if they double ask me, they're like, so what's up with Travis? Because I get asked this, I don't know, two to 18 times a day. Uh, <clears throat> and then I say, I hope he can't move back. And they're like, what? Wait, what? And I'm like, well, that means he got the gig. That's a big deal. And unless you're going to be a diva about it, you can be a writer on a TV show and do a <laughs> podcast every day. And most people that do that, that are even bigger than uh, us as far as the podcast goes, they lose money on their podcast. They don't make money off it. So congrats uh, on the opportunity and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing I think there's happens. so much more potential. Yeah, I think there's so much more potential. Like I, I think, and, and we kind of spoke about it before, but um, I think because we're in this wait and see period, it's kind of hard to talk about things definitely. But I, I think what we're currently doing, what I'm currently doing, I think there's a world where this buoys the show. And I think we're kind of in that gray area right now where it feels as if we're still trying to figure things out. But mm -hmm. one thing I'm hoping that if I do, uh, if I am in, in Brooklyn or New York for a, a little bit longer, I want to be able to start bringing on people who are in the industry. And hell, in fact, today, I'm going to spend some time with an individual we're very familiar with, a young man by the name of Cameron Keys. Um, so there are comedians that we know that we've made relationships with over the last handful of years that we that come through New York constantly. Tone Bell, we talked to him about a month ago. He was just in town with Rojo Perez. And like there's still an opportunity for us to continue to buoy this show while I'm here in New York. It's just a matter of just waiting and seeing. Uh, we discussed a lot of OJ last hour, and uh, we promised a, uh, a clip from one Bob Costas, St. Louis legend, national legend, announcing legend. This just is one more really weird piece from the entire pop culture soup that was the OJ mm -hmm. situation. Yeah, this was uh, back in... Actually, I have the date written down on the clip. This was what's June a, What's 4th, the date? I'm curious. June 4th mm -hmm. of 2014. Uh, wow. And this was Bob on with uh, Rammer, uh, Brian Burwa, as I mentioned before, and myself. Rest in peace. And uh, this was uh, Bob, and I can't remember why we had him on. I'm trying to remember if it was like Olympics or something coming up. But the OJ thing was in, you know, coming up, so the question was asked about Well, I mean, you said five years ago, so it would be twenty. It would have been 20 years yeah. ago, five years ago, right? So but, maybe, but maybe that I, had something to do with it? I'm sure that was part of it, but I'm sure that's not the main reason, if you know what I mean. Like, okay. hey, we can get him on for this, and we can ask about this while we have him on. It was like one of those situations, and I don't remember okay. exactly why. But, uh, yeah, he was revealing and, you know, a piece we didn't really know about of this whole story, as Chris mentioned at the time. O.J. tried to call me from the back of the Bronco. Wow. What? Um, yeah. Yeah, he tried to call me. He had my home number in St. Louis, but he wasn't thinking, and, and I wasn't home, and none of the other members of the family were home, and there was no answering machine oh. on, that, on that line. So he called it. And it rang and rang, and no one answered. And then he called the studio, the same studio that we did the NFL show that he was part of, uh, was where we also did the NBA show. But in this case, since it was the finals, we were doing the show from the arena. So he calls, and there's almost nobody there. 
But an engineer answered the phone, and he said, I have to speak. Is Bob Costas there? He said, no, he's about us to Square Garden. And he said, I've got to speak to him. And the guy said, well, he's not here. He's, and O.J., I guess, was insistent. And the guy finally said, who's calling? And he said, O.J. Simpson. And the guy said, yeah, right, and hung up. Oh. Oh. This, is, this is true. Oh. So now that's on a Friday, right? Now the Knicks go up three games to two. And then they play game six on Sunday in Houston, and the Rockets win the game. And we're waiting around in Houston till game seven Wednesday. And on Monday, I get a call in the hotel room from a woman whose name I forget, who worked for Time Magazine. And she says, we hear that OJ tried to call you from the back of the Bronco. And I answer her truthfully, so far as I know at that time, no, that never happened. I don't know where that story comes from. didn't happen. And that's the end of it for several months. Now it's November of 1994. The trial hasn't started yet. I think the trial started in January of 95. But O.J. is being held in the L.A. County Jail. And I get word that he wants to see me. And I'm in Los Angeles. And I'm picked up at the hotel. I've been filling in all the blanks of this. You think about the characters involved. The late Robert Kardashian picks me up at the hotel and takes me to the L.A. County Jail. And Al Cowlings is there, the guy who was O.J.'s teammate with the Bills, his close friend, and who was driving uh, the Bronco. Um, so Cowlings, Kardashian, and I go in to visit O.J. And that's the only time that I've seen or spoken to him since the murders. Uh, to this day, it's almost 20 years ago, and that's the last time I saw him. And in the course of our conversation there in the jail, Cowlings just kind of brings up offhandedly, you know, we tried to call you from the back of the car. And then wow. O.J. fills in all the details, and the lady from Time Magazine had it right, but I just didn't know it at the time. Wow. Imagine if Costas had an answering machine. <laughs> oh, man. Like, everything just still feels so surreal about that situation. Like Because that was Bob. Of course, Bob Costas and O.J. would have each other's numbers because they we're colleagues. Yes. Like, it's so weird that that story, like OJ, I remember, I, I, I want to say that previous football season, I remember him going on Channel 5, KSDK in NBC in St. Louis, talking with Mike Bush. And I want to say that was, uh, they were having a conversation about the NFL playoffs. And I think OJ was commenting on the potential of football returning to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that was like a year or so before, just before the summer, before that incident took place. And I just remember thinking at that time that, oh my God, this is OJ Simpson, one of the most respected athletes, commentators, analysts, broadcasters in the world. That is so cool. He's doing a spot in St. Louis. Like the guy was larger than life. Yeah. And he again was the very last person, I think, on every American's minds that we thought would be capable of what they accused them of. I remember the immediate reaction was like, how heartbreaking that someone would kill OJ's wife or ex-wife. Mm, yeah. Like who would do that? Like unbelievable. People were like, this is a tragedy. So feels so terrible for OJ. I can't believe we send our thoughts and prayers. We hope he gets through this. And then we learn, I think over a course of, I think a week, week and a half. I don't know if it was a whole week and a half. I think it was like a week. We discovered, oh, Oh, he's a prime suspect. Yeah, it was less than and a week. And that blew everybody off. I think it was less than a week, yeah. 
And that, I think that was the part that was hard to digest because, like you said, where you talked before last hour, we did not know all the things that were going on mm-hmm. and how certain incidents were covered up uh, until, like, I, I don't even know, you know, until after some of the trial even. Like, you didn't even know some of those details yeah. after the trial. And, and just, you, you know what's weird too? And I, I forgot about this till reading the other day. Like, the 911 call and all that stuff from the back of the Bronco and all that, that was all inadmissible in court. Really? That was all inadmissible. Really? Yeah. So that, that whole thing. What was the reason watched, for that? I can't even remember. I just remember I came across a blurb that said, and this later was inadmissible in court. And I was like, wow. Well, that's it. I, that could have, you know, I might have done something. You know, that might have <laughs> that that swayed the. Jury Slightly. one way a little bit, but and then maybe that's why. Maybe it was too prejudicial. I don't know. It probably has something. To do what? With how many people you think, based on that trial? And I would love to see the numbers. I'm sure there's a way we could support it. Uh, how many people went into law school after that trial? Ooh. Well, they saw they could make a career in law or a career on television talking Court about TV. the law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I can't, yeah, Roger Cossack, you had... If, uh, if I Googled that, what would I Google? Jeffrey Tubin. Yeah. Um, who was the young guy? Remember the young guy? The kind of darker hair. There was a young guy that, and he did different types of television shows even after that too. Greta Van Susteren, Harvey Levin, of course. Um, mm. Alan Dershowitz. Dershowitz, yeah. He comes from the defense team though, but he, he turned it into right. a... a uh, a huge career television yeah stuff like that but um i can't think of the one guy because uh, the guy who i remember dan abrams is that it dan abrams yes it is dan abrams okay. um he was very young then but now yes. dan abrams he's the he's the guy that's basically putting together his own case to bring down donald trump but no, yeah, he he definitely made a career out of that it's just amazing just looking back on all of this from 25 years ago yeah, and how it weird. impacted our life in so many different ways. Like still we don't, does. we don't do, it still does. Like OJ Simpson, like literally the guy starts a Twitter account <laughs> and he's the biggest story in the world. It's, it's insane. It's like, I don't think we'll ever see a story like this. And I know that's saying a lot. I know you kill me Gartner for yeah. making those broad declarations, but I look, you're telling me 25 I, years later, we're still talking about this. What other story do we know right about? Right. Maybe in the future, we'll talk about the Trump administration. We'll find out things from behind the scenes that we thought yeah, we knew, but we never did. It. But I don't know. That could be it. But right now, I don't know if there's a current story that can resonate for as long as O.J. Simpson. And that, that's why I think it's so impactful that, you know, it has all these other branches to this tree, to this story, to mm-hmm. this trial that lead to things. That's and that's why I don't want to take away from it. The thing is, like, when something is this big, it's hard for us to, like, piece together and imagine and project and predict what could overtake it. Like, whatever that might right. be. That, that's part of why these happen. We can't say. We don't know. And that's why when I, when I make fun of you for those declarations, it's because I know what you're saying because they are big moments or big situations or whatever it might be. But something usually comes along and becomes something else on its own. And there's no way for us to say what that is. We can't. All right, let's play a game. We just game don't then. know. Let's that, play a that's game the, then. Okay. No, so let's 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 think of us. Let's think of where we are currently. Is there a story that any of you believe could potentially evolve 
to the way we now treat the OJ Simpson situation. And I'm not saying that's, that's make it up, but let's take a situation that we know currently. And could you see it bubbling up to the point where it has such a massive impact in the same way OJ Simpson? Hmm. I, I mean, you mentioned the Trump administration and that. I think the Trump administration mm, will go right. down that, more that, like here's, Johnson. Here's the problem that we can't tell. Like mm-hmm. how media is today, how the coverage is, the news cycles, the things that came from it, celebrity, how they were covered, paparazzi. A lot of that comes from the, from that trial. We can't tell what we don't know what the next look. Could you have said in 2000 what Twitter was, what Facebook was? Like, That's a good point. What, what's the next? <laughs> That's see, here's point. what we don't know. And this is why we can't tell. We don't know what the next right. level of social media is or even communication is or coverage is. We don't know that yet because it probably hasn't been invented. And it's so until we like that'll tell a lot of how things change and how it's covered. We just it's uncomfortable to say we just don't know. Uh, And so until that happens and it normally happens organically, then we can't say we can say, hey, this story might lend itself to something. People might have a different way of looking at things and, and everything in you know, 10 years from now even to where we have no way of saying. You can try and find trends, but it's hard as technology advances and our attention spans and whatever and how we take in information changes. That's continuously changing even now. So without knowing where it ends, if it does, how are we to say what that is? That's the problem. It's not what the story mm-hmm. might be. It's how we in, how we you know digest all of that. What about Kavanaugh? Is that could that get anywhere close to that? No, or, no, because that's like the closest thing I've seen. It's yeah. I mean, that's, that's just for me anyway. Um, and, that, and that was a short period of time, though. Yeah, yeah remember this OJ like thing days. was going on for over a year. Oh, I mean, just like, I think I think the closest scenario that I can think of, if I was playing Nostradamus, and I was just taking what we know about a lot of the information currently, I think it would involve Trump. And I think it would be something along the lines of him potentially losing the election and him refusing to leave. I think that is a potential storyline that could be, oh, we've, we've never what this is this is entirely new. This is entirely insane. This is going to get very weird and very confrontational. I kind of envision that in 2020, Trump losing to Biden or Warren and him refusing to leave the White House. That is OJ-esque. I could absolutely see them having SWAT around the White House trying to physically remove a sitting president from the premises. You don't even stay there that much. What do you care? (laughs) That's the only situation I could envision that can rise to the level of the OJ Simpson side. Yeah, and then the, the thing is, though, that what we don't know is how that's covered, what's used to cover it and you know and (laughs) something might come from that that changes our coverage in the future and once again Mm. we don't know so that that's what when we look back on something we realize certain things and elements about it that have lent itself to what we are now and without getting into the future we just can't tell that we can't say one, one or thing Rob that, Lowe is caught outside of the playground. Okay. That's possible. Uh, oh, one thing that might end up living up to that is like in the last two years or so, 
we've seen like Zuckerberg go in front of the Senate and stuff, and we've seen candidates say that maybe we need to take down Facebook. And so Come I come down know, there, Josh Hawley. I I'm I'm not saying any opinion on it at all, but I'm saying if that got to the point, how would people comment on that? Would they comment on Facebook? Like, what? How does social media change after that conversation happens? Senator, we run ads. Never forget that. <laughs> I see. <laughs> but that—that's that's. that's no. Is there a is there a person Be, because... is there a person for you guys though that you think could be OJS that would cap? Uh, like, do you think there's a person who we know right now that could capture the attention of the entire world the same way OJ did? Hmm. So I think it's a Kardashian. I think it's, I think a Kanye or a Kardashian can do oh, it. What if it, yeah, Kanye could do it. it? You know what? And there's a damn Kardashian tie-in again. I mean, there, there, it is. there we are, circle point. of life. If Neil no. Patrick Harris circle did something life. like that. <laughs> Tommy! And I don't mean that as a joke. I just mean seriously, if if something like that came out about Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Or even, or like, you know, Ryan Reynolds. Oh. Those would be two Ooh. really big ones. To you, yeah, especially. Well, it's, yeah. Tom Hanks. Generation. Tom Hanks is the one for me. Tom, yeah. Tom Hanks is the one for me. Anything, I will, I will, I would be that naive idiot online who sees all the evidence against tom hanks that will be adamant that it was an entire setup you'd be tuna i refuse to think that tom hanks could do anything wrong so if someone was like no travis we caught him with the murder weapon the body is in his pool house like we have it on footage i would immediately i would go full trump fake news nope Mm -hmm. i don't believe it didn't happen i will be completely that person and and I hope to God that never happens because I would be devastated. I, I, I would, would give say, up on life. I would I would become a vagabond if, some, would say, if Tom Hanks did something like that. To people in St. Louis specifically and to involve an athlete, um, a Kurt Warner. Like that would oh, just, that would hurt. It would blow people away. That would hurt. Um, that would hurt. Yeah. Kurt Warner. Uh, and t- but Tommy was right when he brought up the Facebooks and mm-hmm. you know the, the Googles. That That's... That would rise to that, I think, in a way, because that is part of our coverage, part of how we ingest information. That would be something because that changes that landscape then. So then that would that's how that gets impactful. And I think you're right about that, Tommy. I also am surprised the Michael Jackson doctor trial didn't get bigger than it did. Because wasn't he on trial for like murdering Michael Jackson? Mm -hmm. I was like ten when that happened. And I remembered it being on the news and, like, everything that happened after that. But it didn't get as big as O.J., I don't think. Yeah, but O.J., the elements for the O.J. thing, that it was new then. That How we, right. how we took that in was new. The, this was... And I, I guess that's probably what I'm missing off of this is yeah. because I, I don't hit that age range because i right. was born when it happened you, you were i, I was this, born used this is to this your stuff. this you're accustomed to it yeah yeah you weren't there when it changed you guys were talking when about the switch flipped watching the war on tv i grew up watching i, I grew up watching that i grew yeah. up seeing that on tv exactly some like some of my earliest memories of tv are watching uh the local news and seeing coverage about troops that went down right. and stuff like that and that's why it's so important. To and take- I think we're also desensitized to a lot of it too, don't yeah. you think? I think we're at the point where, like, even now, I, I it's it, it's sad to say, and I don't mean to go on a commentary about it, but uh, even with school shootings, uh, remember it's when Columbine happened and how the world stopped. 
Uh, I think we had three school shootings last week and half of, I don't think even, I think at least two of them didn't even get a mention. Like, so I wonder if it's getting to the point where we're desensitized to a lot of it as well. It's gonna take something extraordinary for us to rock us to our core now because we've seen wars on TV. We've seen police chases. We've seen people murdered on TV. We've seen 9-11 on TV. Like it's going to take something absolutely out of this world for us to truly stop ourselves in our tracks when it comes to being emotionally involved in something like that. You Mm -hmm. said it. It's going to take something from out of this world. Public first contact with aliens. That would be the way. Okay, that would do it. That That would do it. it. We haven't watched that on television yet. Mm-hmm. So that's that, a good point. Garner. I think that you, would... I think you walked right into it. You, you found yourself, <laughs> you took yourself to the point it's and now true. we have clarity. It's aliens. That's what it would be. That would rock. That would rock us. Would it not? We're questioning. Aliens religion. would shake us to our core. We're, we're yep. questioning mm-hmm. all of our beliefs, ex- existential crises throughout the crisis. See crises, crisis. See crisis throughout the world. That's what, what would happen. Uh, I think you guys missed But here's the funny thing about that. Do you think we would, I think that's the fun part about it is that I think the first day, maybe two, how many people are actually going to believe it? You know, like we've set it so, we set it up so in media where everything is fake news, right? With CGI. So I feel like it's going to still take, it's going to take 72 hours for it to actually resonate because we're half of us are going to think it's fake anyway. Yeah. And then the aliens are like, these assholes don't even believe we're here. What the hell's happened to these people? What the hell has happened to them? We're right here in front of them. They don't even believe we're here. Nope, they're real. They just started a Twitter account. They're real. Wait, oh, it's real, okay, guys. Yeah, okay, now no it's real. Mark. The now real, real Alien 32. <laughs> yeah. A- aliens, aliens get a fa- Facebook account, you know, r- r- in relationship with you know, homo sapiens. It's complicated. Whatever it Ooh, might be. Yeah, no, there, there it is. We don't know oh, what the they fuck are. they're going to do. What if a YouTuber did something? <laughs> I think we missed that too because, like, that would play out differently. Because yeah, it would but play like, out on social media. Yeah, but a YouTuber has to doesn't cross over generations necessarily. OJ right. did. Right. OJ crossed over generations because people watched him play football that were older, and they mm-hmm. saw him as a hero in that regard. I mean, from the time he was in college, from that age, mm-hmm. so people that young are mm-hmm. watching him and know him as a he- football hero, and then. He crosses over into Hollywood and celebrity in that way. Mm-hmm. So he not only went into different genres, he also went into different age groups as well, where a YouTuber is not going to have that crossover appeal. The closest I can And OJ of- was looked at as upon as a African-American icon, too. Like oh, He was okay. the first one to become yeah. this, oh, my goodness, like the way we look at Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan. And he when didn't want to be. When it came to becoming... He didn't want to be, and, and that, but, but you know what? OJ that, was the guy that was like, "Oh, he's the he's the good one." And that's it's this is one thing that just sticks with me in, from this whole thing still too, is like a lot of stuff was going on in L.A. racially. What over the past the five years previous to that, five to ten years even previous to that, that were major major issues, and the black community was looking for a win, just wanted mm-hmm. a you know a win. Yeah, just this is right like, after Rodney. No King. matter, it was like no matter if he was guilty or not, it was just we we'll win, and then it's that guy that ends up being that a guy you yep. know is guilty, yep. a guy who doesn't yep. even want to be black. He said himself reportedly, "I'm not black, I'm OJ," and it's that guy that gets it, and that guy that acts like he does, and that's just 
that adds even more sickening to it, you know. No, Absolutely. Well said, everybody. Wanted to thank uh, St. Louis Counseling Services for being a part of our program, pushing us forward as they have for St. Louis and since the 50s. That's right. St. Louis Counseling Services here to help you. And be sure to check out the podcast, Mental Health Matters, if you're looking for honest conversation, breaking down mental health stigma. We've got Fair Foul coming up. We'll get to that in just a moment. We go from one cold-blooded killer to the next. Uh-oh. We have video of swimming. In the Ozarks. That, my friend. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah. This is bad. Before we get to Parafowl, I got to see this real quick. I forgot um, about this. What is this it? Could, Set this, this up for you, boy? This is, uh, that was the setup. This, uh, we, is, this, is, uh, this is rough. Lake of the Ozarks about a week ago, Travis. Oh, I saw this video. Lake of the Ozarks about a week ago. Here you go. Oh, my God. It's so big. Oh, no. <laughs> Lake of the Ozarks, a bear swimming across the lake. How's he gonna get out? Are we sure that's a bear? Yeah, I'm sure it's a bear. I just saw his face. Are we sure it's a bear? It's just a black lab. It's a bear. Oh my god. How do we know it's a bear, Tommy? This thing is. That's how we know it's a bear, Tommy. And it's exited the lake. Crawling up the bank. I don't know. They got more than hillbillies. Bryce will never go outside by himself again. Did someone say they got more than hillbillies? Yeah. Yeah. That was great. That was good. All right. So they're in the Lake of the Ozarks. Have fun this summer. Have fun this summer, boys. They continue to close in. Mm. Ironically enough, last week, uh, when they were having their conversation, Jerry Seinfeld asked Cedric the Entertainer about going to the Lake of the Ozarks. It blew really? me away. Jerry Seinfeld, yes, he did. He said verbatim, like, it's like, said, do you do a lot of fishing? Have you been down to the Lake of the Ozarks? And I was the only one in the, on the set that was like, what does Jerry Seinfeld know about Lake of the Ozarks? Hey, you been to Tantara? You been to Tantara, Jerry? I'm about to say, oh, my like, Jerry Seinfeld, you get around, man. That's pretty damn good. <laughs> He's... He probably just talks to Kathleen Madigan about it. That's all. <laughs> that makes sense. It's, it's, it, it, that's a, that was a funny thing about like every comedian that he name dropped was like a comedian from every spectrum. He name dropped Corolla, Bill Burr, uh, Madigan. He did mention her. Like it was just so funny. It's like, man, you know every comedian from every spectrum, but that makes sense. You're Jerry Seinfeld. You're at the center of it all. Like yeah. black oh. comedians, new comedians, old comedians. When it's all said and done. At some point, they come back to Jerry Seinfeld's stylings and observations, so it makes sense that he would be at the center of the comedy universe. Makes I think sense. Seinfeld's even a th- thing for like me, my generation of mm-hmm. comics. Like he is, like show, uh, yeah, jo- the like, show. Yeah. Yes. And John Mulaney, I think, is yep. going to be the next Seinfeld. Yeah. They already tried that. That did man. Not that was work like, out well. They already. Oh God. Whew, that was like why did kiss they of death. Do that kiss market? of death. Yeah, why did they market it like that? He's, on NBC, no less, Chris. Shut up. Shut up. Don't tell people that. They, they did uh, it on NBC, really no less. I would have thrown myself out of the building. Oh, it has no idea. It has nothing to do uh, with his talent. They just marketed it and tried to be like, this is Seinfeld. People he's like, like, no, it's not. He's actually a good actor. Yeah. But just let someone be. Very good actor. Let them be. Uh, right. Lisa, very fond of Kathleen Madigan, as we all are. Guys, we've got Fair Definitely. Foul to get to. Definitely want to get to that, but first, uh, Tommy. Chris, can I get to another sponsor, please? Mm -hmm. Malibu Rum. When you need someone to talk to from the islands, Malibu Coconut Rum. Get it today. 
Thanks, mom. I, I have a. I You're have my a, Malibu. What up, Malibu? I have a real sponsor. I want to do a shout out for uh, Travis. Oh, okay. So I got this shirt on today. Uh, it's. I drew the design on it. Uh, it's a face I drew on a wall once, and I like the design. It's one of my favorite things. Can you see that? All right. Uh-huh. Uh, and so mm-hmm. uh, the people at Bijack made the shirt for me, and I really like it. And if you want a shirt, you can get one, too. Ten feet behind us. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's – so get your get – your, get your Do you have a name for that artwork? I don't. It's just the guy on the wall. Mm. Oh, that's the name, then, the guy Cause, on the cause, wall. Because I painted it on, like, a wall at my office. The I'm guy like, on it's, wall it's, today. Ooh. Oh, mm. oh. This is what's in the back. And if you're at the Bijack store, make sure you go to bijack.com backslash Charlie to pick up any new gear about Charlie and supporting local writers of color. Oh. You chose to sponsor Malibu first. <laughs> yeah, needed to be said. Needed to be said. Uh, guys, we do fair That's or foul true. each and every day. Today, we'll give you $10 to the winner for the topic. Travis, Take it away. It's now time for the people. Fair file. At this defining moment, change has come to America. People often ask me, what's fair or foul? Oh Is it a segment? Is it a like movement? A blues player. Is it hope? <sighs> I can't say for certain. Time we went blues. Of its power. <laughs> but I can say, fair or foul is now and forever for the people. Gather around the radio with your loved ones and hold on to your butts. It's now time for fair. We give it back to you, the people. <laughs> or foul. By the way, today on the uh, on the Lebertard show, they um, they had some fun with Brett Hall. They had some 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 good old times with Gloria and Brett Hall. Oh, really? I think the, one of their poll questions is um, is Brett Hall currently the drunkest man in America? Yeah. So I'm curious to go back and see those results, but he got a lot of love today on ESPN. That's good. Gardner, you should Photoshop Bane's mask on Brett Hull in that picture for tomorrow. I, I don't do Photoshop though. Oh, I'll call I you. have a friend though. Yeah. I have a guy I call. You always gotta have a guy. And uh, he takes care of that usually for me. So maybe, yeah. maybe we can make that happen. I think that's, that'd be funny. Fair or foul, a prank TV show about screwing with people trying to find work. Here we go from Twitter, Tom Brown. Foul for so many reasons. A, F that Stranger Things kid. He's the most annoying kid on a show full of annoying kids. Ooh. B, the irony is that knowing the trajectory of child stars, he'll probably be the target of the show soon enough. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's messed up. So true. Uh-huh. Uh, here we go. Keeping it moving from Twitter. Who was that? That's from Tom, Tom Brown. Brown. Okay. Uh, from uh, at Doran's STL on Twitter. A photo of a solitary black couch in a white-walled room, and it says, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's been done before. No, no, no. You get it? Screwing no. with people. Trying to find work. Mm. Nice work. Uh, again, Twitter handle uh, uh-huh. at, well, they're just Gloria is their name on Twitter. <laughs> uh, from email. From the Black Sheep. Fair. I can't wait to watch the first episode of the Sesame Street Fellowship Program. I heard one of the interns started butt chugging Cuervo at 8 a.m. when he <laughs> found out Tracy Morgan is a huge Krampus fan. 
black sheep cutting deep. Oh, man. Fair. Spoiler alert. Black sheep, I hate you. I hate <laughs> black sheep so damn much. Honestly, I do. I, he's been a he's been a pain in my ass for like more than a decade, and he's a reputable family man now, and it anchors my spirit. He's a father. Who the hell is that guy? I mean, fair. Spoiler alert: I hear the season finale is about some Sesame Street fellowship in New York. So JBL Jackal, they're picking on you, Trav. Uh, we'll get to the winner. If you guys want to stick around, we're going to take a break right after this, and I'm going to talk to Chef Liz, Chef Liz from Tenacious Eats as well. Uh, Travis, those are our submissions. Did one stick? Yeah. Did one stick out, everybody? Like we'll start with Gardner. Gardner, who are you voting for? I'm going Tom we Brown. We went blues. Hmm. Tom Brown. <laughs> Mr. Tom Brown. Wow, Tom Brown. Travis? Okay. Yeah, Tom Brown. Tom Brown sweeps for the win in $10 at Southtown Pub. He can use that along with the money he won't make at Southtown Pub doing comedy <laughs> this Thursday. <laughs> you can come see us all and hang out. 8 o'clock uh, doors, 9 o'clock show this Thursday. A little bit later start. Uh, I should probably tell the comedians that as well. Wait, Big what? thanks to everybody for uh, tuning in today. Stick around. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to let Travis go. I'm going to get uh, our guest settled in here. Her name is Chef Liz. She does uh, Tenacious Eats, which is a very cool event right here in St. Louis. So stay on the stream if you want to see some bonus content. Big thanks to everybody for tuning in. Tell them, Trav. See. We'll, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. See Give me a piece. Peace. El Piso. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live. Welcome back to We Are Live. We got a special bonus conversation. Big event this Saturday at Mad Art with Chef Liz from Tenacious Eats. How are you? I'm good, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Uh, thanks for the Starbucks. What's going on here? <laughs> I appreciate it. This is, uh, you brought a Starbucks bag and I thought you were a chef of sorts. I was just pick up a scone on the way in. Like, what's going on here? Uh, Drive-through, okay, I'm busy. Uh-huh, yeah. No, yeah. You, you did, you brought something in. So uh, Tenacious Eats is the event again this Saturday. 5 to 8 p.m. You can get tickets online. We're actually going to do a giveaway as well. What the heck's in this bag? Well, it's not Starbucks. Okay. We'll start there. Gotcha. Um, All right. This morning, I did a little demo on Channel 4. Okay. Um, it's National Picnic Day. so I Is it? It is. I celebrate that. Do you? Mm-hmm. I, I, the best picnic I might have at this point is like on the floor in front of my television going, I'm so tired. <laughs> right. I shouldn't be eating yeah. this out of a box, it, yeah. but I'm so tired. It's tough being a media mogul in St. Louis. I'll say that. You're doing a great job, though. No, it's all all Julie Lally. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. It's her. <laughs> I just she's show okay. up. <laughs> yeah, she's fine. No, what, uh, what, what's in this bag? What have, you, so, what have you so very politely brought? Well, I, I get sick and tired of seeing all these kitchen gadgets that make people feel really... Oh, now that is... That, that is, is my... Cookie? called take your pants off cookies damn it chef so, Liz, what? this is a family program you might get hot from eating all the cookies that we'll sounded it? worse so should we test it yeah it's um it's a little bit of toasted coconut almond flour um ghirardelli chocolate this is really firing me up bar and steel cut oats this is amazing thank you 
Very nice. So the panini in there has pesto, fresh heirloom tomato, mozzarella, spinach, a little bit of garlic butter. And I was showing people today, like, don't buy the presses. Just get, you know, <laughs> cast iron pans and just smash it. That's okay. All. Yeah, just press it really hard and listen to it go, and it's the same effect. Well, nice work. So, okay, so Tenacious Eats this Saturday. I need to know what's going on. Julie's told me about it. People tuning in, let me know what we can expect at something like this because it's not just show up, be bored, hang out. There's a lot of special, uh, I guess, wrinkles in the event. <laughs> a wrinkle in time. Yes. Uh, our events are surprise events. Mm -hmm. When you show up, I like for my guests to feel a little uncomfortable. Like, oh, good. what the heck did I just... You know, and I like it when they, the husband turns to the wife and gives her that look like, what in the... Like, what are we doing What here? are we doing? What do we spend money on? I want them to feel slightly uncomfortable because they're so... Like, their mouths are hanging open when we start because we open up with a live band. We have a selfie station. We have a wagon wheel cocktail. We have a cash bar. And it, it's this energy. Mm -hmm. I like to think it's like the Muppet Show. <laughs> like the Muppet Show meets Mystery Science Theater. That's perfect. Because you, you do show a movie, we a featured film. We show a film, but the kick is that I'm in the theater with you, mm -hmm. cooking and plating. So I'm also drawing back the curtain a bit on Kitchen Talk. Amazing. And what runs through my mind. Right. <laughs> Which is, no know. matter the no matter the profanity laced uh, moment, right? It, it's the colorful language of the kitchen I'm sharing with the masses. Perfect. So, um, but we have so much fun. Usually for our shows, we serve about five to six courses mm -hmm. for a standard length film. For our summer series, we're doing two courses. Go on. And we're doing um, what I do is I pause the film though to introduce it. So Perfect. To explain the road to, in yeah, to you insanity. Set it up. Yeah, like sometimes I have to pull it out of nowhere. You know, if there's not food that you see in the film, sometimes it's literal. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's <laughs> like, we do, okay. We do, a, we do a movie segment called Dogs on Film, and we ran out of uh, movies with dogs in it like a month in. So now it's just called Dogs on Film, and, you know, it's about movies. Then you have I to get it. look for all the canine references. Like, he's sure. such a dog. Yeah. And then you'd be like, oh, dog. Yeah, nailed it. So some films I can write a menu like, Within the first viewing. Right. Well, and you're doing meatballs yeah. this Saturday, too, so that had to be difficult. Well, there are no actual meatballs <laughs> in the movie. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, so there's no perfect time to shower everybody with it. Yeah. No, well, we're doing a mess hall mm -hmm. special, a mystery meat of sorts, but I'm going to tell you what the meat is. Please. I'm doing a pork Korean meatballs uh, banh mi. Mm. I don't mess. This okay. isn't this isn't like coming in for burgers and fries. This is see the problem is so you can buy tickets uh, online again. Uh, there's a Facebook event. We'll share it to the We Are Live page. Uh, you're showing a Bill Murray movie. That's amazing. If you're looking for something fun to do, obviously check this out. But the problem is now that you've invited me to this, and I kind of see that uh, you're who you are, and Julie's really signed off on all this stuff. You're gonna. I don't think you plan enough because I'm gonna come and whenever I saddle in, it gets awkward and I eat a lot. And uh, well, you may not have planned. We could far have a very ahead. sick relationship because I'm one of those feeders. Mm -hmm. So I get. Oh, my, you enjoy yeah, seeing I enjoy. people with control issues just yeah. go oh, in yeah. on this stuff. Okay. Well, that's why I serve the courses in the room and cook because right. then take I take a pleasure out of that. I still get goosebumps when I think about this. I've seen people, maybe it's because they're in the dark, mm. but I've seen them pick up their plates in the dark and lick them at our shows. And as a chef, I've never seen that in a normal As a situation. follower of the health code, you hate it. 
as a <laughs> lover of uh, great food and people enjoying themselves, you're ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. I right. love to see people do that. I mean, when you come to our show, it's not a sit down, be quiet. Right. We want our guests to live the film. We want our, we encourage people to wear costume. You don't have to, but I reward costumes. Oh, with screening yes. passes, with we've got all kinds of film merch. Um, we've got gifts to give away. We make sure that if you come wearing tube stock, tube socks to this, you know, and you're gonna be treated right. Feather your hair. I will reward it. So, and I heard you had a birthday. Oh recently. yeah, thank you so well, much for bringing that up. Yeah, well, it, just meant, it meant a lot, and I, I celebrated so wildly. <laughs> I made I made it like a week long thing. Yeah. Well, Saturday could be like the grand finale. So that's yeah. why you're here. That's to why announce I'm here. that Tenacious Eats this Saturday at Mad Art is all about me. It is all about you. Are you gonna wear tube socks? Oh man, I don't know you well enough. I well, I mean, you gotta wear you. you gotta wear other things besides okay. just. Okay, I was gonna socks. say like, I mean, <laughs> if you need that, like, I'm, I'm available for hire. But yeah, that's <laughs> you can get the high cut seventy yeah. shorts, the right. man, the man shorts, the short are, shorts. Yeah, the short shorts. That would be an interesting look, and I, I look forward <laughs> to maybe planning that out with you in the future. <laughs> Do the bad news bears, and I'll wear one of those little outfits. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Uh, I'm gonna share this again, and we're gonna do a giveaway as well. But if you all want to support this. Facebook event is probably the easiest way to uh, to find out how to, to get online. If you're not on Facebook, I have a lot of people who say that they're not on social media. Mm -hmm. uh, go to brownpapertickets.com and type in Tenacious Eats or Meatballs. Uh, the tickets are cheaper. Mm -hmm. They're over half off than what our normal price is because during the year we, we do this big full right. menu. So this is only 30 bucks. Well, congrats on the success Thanks. of this. This is a really cool <laughs> event. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for Thanks. making my birthday. <laughs> All it can be. I should have put tube socks in the bag. Well, next time. Next time. <laughs> Thanks, Chaplin. <laughs> Thanks we'll for see you. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you tuning in.